This is Harry Hawk Football. On today's show, we talk about James Thrash, one of the most beloved Redskins on the team. Cut. Michael Vick was cut from the Falcons. Will the Redskins pick him up? I don't think so. Brandon Marshall wants out of Denver. This and much, much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Welcome to episode Harry Hog Football 172. Take yo, 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 what's happening? What's up? What's happening? What's happening? How many times have we tried to record this podcast this week? Four. Way too many. Three, four. My excellent friend. We tried to record this thing. We actually had it completely recorded on what Tuesday night. Something yes, like that. We had it completely recorded. And what happened? Aaron Aaron kicked the plug like he did in episode seventeen. I didn't kick the plug. It just screwed up somehow. One hundred and fifty-two episodes between kicking the plug. Anyway, <laughs> hopefully this time will anyway. work. And at least we can cut out the That's boring right. part where I was like reading stats out of the book. So yeah, we're gonna curb you. You guys could you could have cut about seven minutes of fat out of that last one if you just fast forwarded through that part. Yeah, Aaron was was pontificating upon uh, uh, Tandler's. What is the book called? It's called Rich Tandler's book. Is his book, and it's called Redskins from A to Z, Volume One: The Games. From A to Z. That's right. Which to spare you all the gory. It's a great de- book. We. To spare you all the gory details, if you want to buy Rich Chandler's book, Redskins A to Z, it is, it's an awesome book on the Redskins. You can actually pick it up from Amazon. If you click through uh, Harry Hog Football's website, uh, Amazon gives us a slight teeny little couple of pennies of commission on it. So uh, go check it out, uh, harryhogfootball.com. Just put it in the uh, Amazon link. Now that that's out of the way. Now that that's let's out of the way, let's, let's get, it's not like since Tuesday there's been any more new added bonus Redskins news because nothing's really happened. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right yeah, into the big news from the last two weeks, which is um, one of the most beloved Redskins on the team, John's dog, James Thrash, number 83, you. was told cut. You. Cut! cut! He was not cut. He was released. He was released because he failed a physical. Oh, do you know what released means? It means it's just a nicer way of saying it. You know, you know what release means in German? <clears throat> it means cut. I thought it meant like fart or something like that. Anyway, yeah, Aaron, where's that sound? <laughs> oh, I got that. It's right here. <laughs> where's the fart gate? Go for it. There you go. Cut, <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> Fart game. Anyway, um, oh, man. we, we kind of uh, foreshadowed this on last week's episode saying, but the Redskins did say that there was no timetable for James Thrash to decide whether or not he was going to retire or not. And, and apparently that's because they had the plans to cut him this week. Yeah, no lie. And so in typical... But uh, what, what did he say? Uh, what was the quote that they said on that? Let's see if I can look that up real quick while you keep on punching. Yeah, he was um, basically he failed a physical because of a bulging disc in his neck that he or that I guess the doctors didn't feel he would be able to pass by the time the season came along anyway. So 
Right. The uh, the quote from the quote from Zorn was that uh, though we had to make this decision, we are confident that James will be involved. Sorry, sorry, you're gonna have to repeat that. You forgot to pause for the Zorn <laughs> Zorn sound effect. Go ahead. Uh, though we had to make this decision, we are confident that James will be involved in some capacity within the Redskins organization. So I'm thinking that they're a uh, coach. Thrash is probably something we're going to see in the future. I hope. I think he should be director of pumpedness. Director of what? Pumpedness. 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 Like being pumped. You know, like, so he's going to pump up the jam, pump it up? Yeah, like getting pumped before the game. What was it that I said that he should be? I, I put something on redskinsbook.com. And, and by the way, if you haven't signed up yet for redskinsbook.com, uh, we, we announced it last week, and here we are again. Uh, go check it out. The beta is running, and more and more folks are signing up. Um, we'd love to see you get on there. Uh, just go to redskinsbook.com. It's totally free. It's like a Facebook-style site for Redskins fans. Uh, only Redskins fans. Only Redskins fans. That's right. Um, I said something on there. I was going to look up and see what I said. That I was predicting James Thrash's title would be <laughs> and I can't remember. It was it was actually quite a uh, spectacular title, um, so to speak. I'll keep looking at that. You you keep talking. Oh, I know. Is he? I'll try to pull that up. Oh well, we'll pontificate. So yeah, what like we were saying last week, the Redskins have all these uh, these young receivers, the the sophomores coming up, so to speak, that didn't do anything last year. They got that Marco Mitchell dude. They got in the seventh round. That might be good. I think he has a good chance of making the team. And, of course, Moss and Randall L. And there's a couple other guys there in camp. And, and we were talking about it last week where we thought James Thrash could be the odd man out. Well, I But it turns out apparently his uh, injury is, is what officially is causing him to be the odd man odd Well, there's going to be more than one odd man out because they've got, like, seven receivers. they got Hagens. they got the truck jumper Eloy. they got, like you said, those other oh, guys yeah. you mentioned and the two draft picks from last year. One of those guys is going to step up into the number two spot. I don't know if it's Kelly – or yeah. Devin Thomas, but I think one of those two dudes is going to start the season in the third spot, and by the end of the season, they're going to be the number two receiver, and Randall L. will be devoted. Dudes, dudes, I found James Thrash's new title. Let me let me say it here. Um, this is the official new title. The official new title for James Thrash as a Redskins member. You ready? Yeah, we're ready. We're here pumped. we go. All right. James <laughs> Thr- and now introducing James Thrash. Assistant Super Special Teams Coach of Quality Football Personnel and Associated and Allied Skill Sets and Positions. There you have it. Way to go, James. Let me just point something out. Let me point something out. Hold on, let me turn down the music. All right, go ahead. If If you were to just take the first letter of that title, it would be ASS. T, I guess like assistant or asked, A-S-S-T-C-O, I guess that means coach. So it's A-S-S-T-C-O-Q, S-C-O-Q, F-P-A-A-A-A-S-S-A-P. There you go. So there's there's some interesting words with just within the uh, anagram itself. Such as ass. Twice. And others. And also ass. Take two. 
<laughs> and I guess I guess you could construe COQ to be something in and itself. And a couple of Pete's. <clears throat> anyway, I will personally miss James Thrash. Uh, I always liked seeing him pull down catches in our time of need. He's a team player. Yeah. And I hope we'll see him around in Washington in some, you know, some position or another, whether or not it's the one we just mentioned. Because uh, he's just he's just a good guy to have around. In some capacity. That's right. Um, I can see and him. we met James Thrash at the uh, first Beach Blitz. We've talked about that before, where he, uh, he had just come back from Philadelphia. And we were like, dude, we're glad you're back on the Redskins. And he was like, me too. Like, with leaving no doubt whatsoever that he really didn't right. like Philadelphia whatsoever. Yeah, he was like, so am I, man. So am I. <laughs> yeah. But there's, you know, no shock there because who likes Philadelphia? Exactly. Speaking of Philadelphia, I just want to throw this in since you mentioned them. I heard this great song this past week, and when we get into the Philadelphia game uh, coming up this season, I've got to uh, got to bring it out. We got to put it on the podcast. It's called the Philadelphia Chickens, and it's like some Philadelphia. It's some swing. It's band, like the Zoot Suit Riot the, dudes. I've heard that. Yeah, Philadelphia Chickens, yeah. but they do it. They they do all their song as like barnyard animals. Oh yeah, dude, that's it's a pretty like, popular song. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Philadelphia Chickens, the Philadelphia Chickens, and I'm like, that would be perfect to play when uh, when the Eagles play the Redskins. You need to figure out who their sound guy is at the stadium, and being in, instead of uh, instead of playing oh oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, all the time. He could play that song when Philadelphia's there. Yeah, man, it'd be awesome. And now introducing the oh, Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Oh, 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 No, dude, they would say, now introducing the Philadelphia Eagles. And it would go, the Philadelphia Chickens. Yeah, the Philadelphia Chickens. We'll get it. We'll get it on here. We'll get it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, stadium sound, uh, I play that. There you go. Moving on. So anyway, we'll miss James Thrash. And hopefully he will be around in yeah. some capacity. Capacity, not position. Capacity. We also caught word, as everyone else probably has, that Michael Vick was officially... Cut! What does that have to do? Yeah. What does that have to do with the Redskins, dude? I don't really care to even discuss that. The reason why is because... Because we all know... Go ahead, go ahead. When you have an owner such as the Danny... And when you have someone, a yes man, such as the Vinny, hanging out there, that they're going to look at every single criminal, I mean player available, and think about trying to bring them to the Washington Redskins, despite their past, despite their baggage. And so it would, could, would, could be a possibility that they would go after a player such as Michael Classic. And more Vick. importantly than that, despite how they would fit into the team chemistry, Dion. Yeah, no lie. But they have said publicly that they have absolutely no interest. They thought about it briefly, and they said, no, we're not going to try to bring him in. So expect Michael Vick in a Redskins uniform any day. <laughs> they said that about and, who this year already? Mark Sanchez? Um, what's yeah, truly. Dude? I can't even think of his name right now. J- uh, um, uh, bitch, 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 Cutler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Cutler. And yet they later on admitted to trying to get those guys also, so... And, they're really good at keeping. Yeah, seats. they're really good at it. The, you know, J- Jason Campbell uh, was interviewed this past week. He was down in Orlando, 
and apparently apparently the guy loves Orlando. And in part of uh, this interview, he was asked uh, about Michael Vick and, you know, what his thoughts were on Michael Vick. And he just said, look, man, you know, I believe everybody deserves a second chance. The guy committed a crime. He served the time that was given to him. Um, you know, if he can put that behind him and move forward, he deserves a second chance, basically. I mean, of course, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but that's what uh, that's what Jason Campbell's thoughts were on the matter this past week. I think that's fair. I think he's going to get suspended for another year by the commissioner, so it's going to be over two years that he's out of football. And I think he uh, he needs to earn his chops back with like the uh, Canadian Rough Riders or whatever the hell team is or, the CFL that'll take him. Or the new, um, you know, whatever the that league is, the Universal the, League or the United the Universal Football, Football League, Uni- yeah. United Football League or whatever it is, you the know, UFL. Well, weren't that. some people saying that um, that's why he is going to be reinstated so he doesn't go to a league like that? I think that's bogus. Well, what I heard, I don't even remember the source, was that. They were going to reinstate him, get him on a roster somewhere so that he can't go to that upstart league and take some of the, um, you know, NFL's thunder away. Dude, there's one thing. I guarantee Roger Goodell is going to suspend him for at least a season for what he's done. And, well, I can't guarantee at least a season, but I think at least half a season. I think at least eight games. I think it should be a full season myself. And... I don't think he has any fear of the UFL or the USFL or the XFL or any other little piddly league that's going to come up that he had. I don't think he has any fear that any of these leagues that have come up or the one coming up this year are going to take any thunder away from the NFL whatsoever. The USFL tried it by offering tons of money to their players, signed a bunch of players. And how long did that last? Five years? Mm -hmm. The XFL didn't even finish a whole season. I don't think so. God, that was a joke. Anyway. We couldn't even watch him for half a game or over half a game. Yeah, by the end of Man, that was horrible. The XFL was horrible. What was that? It was Whoa, bad. what was that? It was bad, dude. That was my phone. <laughs> um, oh. Someone got new mail. I was just going to bring up, and I was trying to remember this guy. Um, we're talking about cutting your chops and going to these different leagues. Um, I was sitting at a Char Grill in Raleigh. Anybody who's been to Raleigh knows that Char Grill is a uh, an institution if you want a if you want a good good hamburger. So I'm sitting there and uh, eating, enjoying my Char Grill burger, and uh, I look over at this picnic table next to me, man, and there's this dude, and he's huge, huge guy, and I'm like, that guy's got to play football. And so I was trying to eavesdrop a little bit. Well, I looked down on his. Uh, He's wearing this pair of shorts, and it has a Detroit Lions insignia on it. And um, so curiosity got the best of me, and I get up and I walk over uh, to this guy. And I'm like, excuse me, you know, I'm sorry to bother you, but uh, do you play football? Have I seen you playing football somewhere? And he was like, he was like, yeah, and he kind of smiled, kind of hung his head. He said, yeah, I actually played for Detroit last year, um, and then I got, I got injured, and uh, so now I'm working with my agent to try to uh, – you know, try to get with a team. He said he had been actually talking to the Panthers and the Redskins um, about coming in as an offensive lineman. Um, oh, wow. But he, I believe his name is Derek March or Martz. Um, I was trying to look the guy up. If anybody out there has information on the guy, let us know. Uh, basically, I think he got injured pretty early on last year for the Lions. 
and um, you know, so obviously did not help them on their way to their perfect season. Um, but uh, he, uh, interesting, you know, interesting guy. I just talked to him for a few minutes and told him good luck. He said he would probably end up in the um, United Football League or whatever it is this year because he was trying to work his way back up from the injury and and that he felt that was a good good place for him to do that. So, well, um, some players have done that. That's that's cool, man. Yeah. So I uh, mean, Ricky Williams had to go do that. Yep. Um, our boy, the caveman, number forty-five, Mike Sellers, did that. He made some mistakes in his life, went through the CFL, and came back to the NFL. Yeah. Um. But anyway, if if anybody knows of this guy, you know, let us know. He went to NC State. I know that, which is why he was sitting in Raleigh. So, uh, um, if you're listening out there, you know who this guy is, offensive lineman. Uh, Shoot us an email at redskinsfan at harryhawkfootball.com and let us know. Let us know the deal. Anyway, I forgot to tell you guys that. I just figured I'd throw that in here. Interesting. Good story. Good story. That's cool. Good story. Save it for a Another note. Since since we were talking about wide receivers and how we have a plethora of them in the barn, so to speak. A plethora? A plethora. Brandon Marshall, um, star uh, wide receiver from Denver and occasional pain in the butt, apparently wants out. And the Broncos did not take our heed of our warning to our slogan, avoid the Lloyd like a Royd, and sign Brandon Lloyd to a deal. Dude, I think that the deal. the Redskins <laughs> the Redskins need to cut their ties with all this wacky trade and things that they try to do with the Broncos. It seems like every time we do something there, it's there's some bad taste left in our mouth or somebody. You know, it, it's just not. Just let's leave. It the, seems like that, but they they hooked us up a little bit because they could have taken. They remember the story I told you about how they had the first round pick this year before us, and we and the Redskins were going to trade. They wanted to swap picks so they could get a rack pub. And they were willing to give up God knows what. You know, Dan Snyder probably was like, I'll you know, give you my firstborn child and the pick for a rack. <laughs> he was probably blah, blah, blah. hopping up and they were like, what's, And they were like, uh, no, dude, you're going to get your man. We're not picking him. Right. So don't worry about it. Like, how cool is that that they were that cool? And they said they, they didn't make a big deal. They were just like, oh, don't worry about it. We're not picking your guy. That, You're going to get your man. That was very cool of them. But what I'm saying is, you know, there was the whole thing. Champ Bailey, Clinton Portis deal. Um, you know, we were chasing Jay Cutler this uh, offseason. There was just this whole thing with the Broncos about, you know, over the past five years or so, it seems. It seems that we always have some kind of deal in the works with the Broncos organization. And, yeah, and, it doesn't jet. Yeah. That, that's all I'm saying. Why, yeah, I was about to say that, too, yeah. Let's broaden, our, uh, let's broaden our horizons, you know. Leave the Broncos and the Jets alone. Let's look elsewhere. You know, let's, let's start uh, re- reaching out. Um, I know everybody has their buddies when it comes to trades and draft picks and all that good stuff, but, you know, I'm just tired of the whole Denver thing. And maybe that's just me and I'm making too big of a deal about it. What's your problem with Denver, man? I don't know, man. The only thing I remember about Denver (laughs) is the second quarter of that Super Bowl. (sighs) Whooping! Whooping! But anyway, the the Broncos uh, signed Brandon Lloyd. We'll see how long he stays there. Apparently he's making a new rap album. It's called Mile High. So we'll see what uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Does that have more out. than one connotation to it, <laughs> dude? I don't know. <laughs> well, the reason I put that on the itinerary was not really because the boy, the Lloyd, is going there. 
but uh, because Brandon Marshall wants a trade, and he's gone so far as to go onto his uh, MySpace or Facebook or whatever it is he's on, <laughs> and to say basically he said thank you to the fans in Denver. I've loved my time here, but it's time for me to move on. Because um, he wants to move on. Basically, he wants to move on because Kyle Lorton's the quarterback there, and Brandon Marshall is in a contract year, and he knows that he's not going to get anywhere near as many catches and touchdowns as he did when Bitch 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 Cutler was behind center, and he thinks it's going to hurt his chance to get the big fat contract that he wants. So that's why he wants out of Denver. So saying that, do you think that's someone that, well, we know that's someone that the Redskins will think about. Do you think that's someone the Redskins would actually pursue? Um, And remember, he has had multiple um, domestic violence calls to his house. He actually has to go to trial, I believe, next month for one of those calls. Um, He's been suspended and missed games, I believe, twice. I know he missed the first game last season. I want to say he missed three games the season before for suspension, but I'm not sure about that. I don't want to throw that out there without confirming that. But he is a major, major risk. Do you think he's someone? But but he's mad talent. He has mad talent. He is one of the best receivers. I'd say top six, maybe top five in the NFL. Um, <clears throat> so what do you do? Do you think you go after him? I would say no based on mm-hmm. all the receivers that we have used draft picks on. And whatnot, I think we, I think one of those guys will step up and save us some money. You, you know what? I'm going to say no too. But let me let me bring something up. And this is actually part of a conversation I had with the guy I met at the Char Grill, um, the, the offensive lineman. He said, you know, um, he said I don't know that. Uh, he, he was talking about Redskins receivers, Malcolm Kelly and Devin Thomas, and you know all of these guys that we picked up and so on and so forth. He said the Redskins. He, he couldn't understand why the Redskins picked up a um, you know a Devin Thomas because what, what in his opinion what the Redskins really need is a great big wide receiver. They need a big wide. That's receiver. That's why we got Malcolm Kelly. Uh, yeah, but is Mal- yeah. but is Malcolm Kelly going to cut it? I mean, he hasn't shown us. Well, he you know that- and Malcolm Kelly was available. He was picked after him after Thomas and Davis. So I see his point. Yeah. So what what. What he's saying, it you know, and it was a good point. We were kind of talking back and forth about it. You know, why not go after a big available wide receiver that's out there, someone that's tried and that's been that's been proven, um, not tried, the one that's he- not tried and sentenced to a jail sentence, but tried and true as far as being being proven. <laughs> um, yeah, you're talking about someone like his size, a Terrell Owens sized receiver. You know what? That's exactly uh, what he uh, said. Uh, he said, you know, someone yeah. like a Terrell Owens, and he saw me cringe. Randy got, Moss. He said, no, I'm not saying Terrell Owens. I'm just saying, you know, someone a big wide receiver. Well, like Devin that. Thomas isn't exactly right. small, yeah. isn't he? Like six two. He's really lo- He's really broad. He seems to have like kind of broad shoulders for a wide receiver. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he see- he takes up a lot of space with his upper body. And hopefully that's going to translate into uh, blocking people out and making some catches. Hopefully, with that space. Hopefully, we'll I disagree see. with that offensive but, lineman. And Malcolm Kelly's just. I big. disagree with the offensive lineman. I think we should see if one of these receivers we already have pans out this year. And if not, so Aaron, what you're saying is that we should go the route of a team such as uh, Pittsburgh or or New England that has homegrown a ton of talent over the last 10 years or so and won the majority of the Super Bowls in the last 10 years, you think we should go that route? Are you kidding? 
What? Nobody does that, dude. Nobody. Who would do that? Why would you go the route of the two most successful teams in the Not Euros? to mention, dude. Would be the exactly. Why would you pick like a quarterback in the? Oh, sixth well, sorry, round sorry. Or... I thought we were talking to. I thought we were why talking did, to Dan Snyder. Why do you think that the Redskins oh, oh. did so well in the '80s too? They had that one monster draft. I think it was like what '81 or something. '82, where they got like eight guys, and half of them are. Who were they, John? You remember what I'm talking about, Casserly? I know what you're talking about. It was that one big draft year? We got a whole bunch of guys. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, can't I can't remember, remember them, but they ended up being. Super I bet Tom stars. from Tom's Trivia knows that. Look, I, no, I agree. I mean, I, I see your point. You know, let's let's draft these guys and let's grow them and let's let's watch them uh, grow. The thing is, we have to be willing. I think to the Redskins and Dan Snyder as an owner has to be willing to allow the coaching staff to gel to find some consistency. That's going to trickle down to the players. They're going to get used to playing. They're going to be able to weed out the players that they know just aren't going to work and actually build a team. But when you keep changing things every two years, every three years, every year, it just it doesn't work. So, you know, if that's what we're going to do, then let's let's come out and say, look, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to take a chill seat. We're going to build it, and we're going to, you know, look for the Super Bowl five, ten years out, if that's the case. But um, Well, dude. I don't know about 10. Yeah, and not yeah. to mention, saying, dude, let's, let's make a decision and do it is what but I'm saying. But with what you were saying, you know what I mean? But yeah, with right what on. you were saying, go out and get a tried and true receiver every time they sign that, nine times out of 10, when they sign that huge contract to switch teams, they come and suck. I agree or they're mediocre. You. They're I like, well, not, we got our, my, I got my money. I don't have to play hard for it anymore. And I'm not, uh-huh, I'm not, Dennis Doublefield. I'm not saying let's go get a, Brandon Lloyd. I'm not saying let's go sign Terrell Owens, who, uh, you know, who has been through much of his career at this point in time. I'm saying, you know, let's get a receiver that's up and coming from somebody that's really looking good. And, and look at that option. So then you support I mean, the Brandon Marshall thing. I don't know. He's up I think and coming. It has to be the white superstar. The, the, the uh, right receiver. I mean, it has to be the right person. Maybe, maybe. It has to be the right personnel to gel with the other guys like Josh, just like you were saying. They got to be able to get along with the guys in the locker room and become a team. It's a team. It's a team. That's right. So hopefully, hopefully they are There's going no to go this route and these receivers that we, these second year receivers, these sophomores are actually going to step up and be able to play. And I think they will because a lot of receivers, very few receivers step into the NFL and produce big numbers right away. They need a year or two in some cases to really get their game to the pro level, especially guys like Thomas who only had one big year in college. Uh, so we got to give him time and hopefully I, I would much rather have these homegrown guys that don't, that don't kill our salary cap at this point, step up and, and become true Washington Redskins. And then, you know, once they become awesome and they become a superstar, then we can re-sign them for the big bucks. Well, let's, well, let's give Malcolm Kelly another year. Maybe that's, maybe that's Absolutely. the plan. Let's see what he's going to do. But uh, you that's know. what I was saying last year. You got to give him a couple. You got to give him more time than one year. Oh sure. Receiver is a tough position coming into the NFL. A lot of guys come in from college and they're not very good right away. You got to give them some time, and that's true for a lot of positions. But yeah. receiver, especially, there are very few, especially drafted in the first round, that that produce right away. You got to give them time. And I totally agree. And I, I think we can move on from this topic. I mean, uh, you know. Let's watch Malcolm Kelly, and hopefully we'll see him grow. But I think he needs to start doing that this year and start showing us what he's got. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, yeah. I say Malcolm Kelly, Devin Thomas. With that being said, no Marcus, no uh, Brandon Marshall. Then I think we're saying 
I'm saying no. I'm saying no to Brandon Marshall. Let's let's grow who we've got and let's go with it. All right, guys. With that being said, let's go ahead and uh, take this little station ID break. And on the other side, we'll talk about signing our draft picks and who we have left to sign. Ten four. We'll buddy. talk to you guys on the flip side. Right on. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. All right, dudes, we're back. You geezers. What's up, geezer? What's up, geezer? What's up, blokes? All right. Um, so totally sixes and seven. Dude, you guys are all six, sixes five, and six seven. And, hey, wait a minute. Five so, sixes and sevens. Five sixes and sevens. We're going to talk about our fifth, sixth, and seventh rounders that were signed, right? Yes, we are. Nice. John, yeah? break it down. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean like, uh, oh, talking about the players. Um, yeah, we signed everybody but Arakpo. We did? Did we sign Kevin Barnes? Because I didn't see that. I think we did. Let me check the, uh, check the transaction page. We've signed, uh, we signed Robert Henson, Marco Mitchell. I swear he's going to make the team, even though I complain that we drafted another mm-hmm. receiver. Um, Cody Glenn and Eddie Williams have all been signed. So, uh, yeah, Barnes. And Arakpo are the only people left to sign, and of course, uh, Thrash was was <clears throat> released, and so was Tyson Smith and Jeremy Kane, the long snapper. So uh, Ethan Albright has already beaten his competition as of June twelfth. Did you say Keith Alloy has been signed? He wasn't um, a draft no. pick. Oh no, he was signed, but he would he was yeah he wasn't drafted. He's unsigned. Yeah. Right, right. Or he was an undrafted. And then Marco Mitchell was our compensatory pick. He, yes, he was, I believe. Signed. And we signed him. And uh, I think it was um, – we were talking about Cody Glenn. We, did we sign Cody Glenn? We were talking about – Yes. We did sign We did sign Cody Glenn. If you look on one on the transaction page on Redskins.com, Cody Glenn is signed. Yep. Um, if you look – what does it say? I'm going to look it up real quick because they made they, – they It said, said Kobe Barnes. How did they sign him? Because – uh, Cody Glenn was the one they they called him like Cody Barnes or Kevin. They called Glenn him Kobe Barnes. Anyway, uh, he's the he's the guy that <laughs> when he was drafted, they put him up on the draft page uh, on on uh, the NFL Network as being a running back. So I, I was looking into yeah, him. Yeah, they did that on the ESPN too. Yeah, and yeah, they were showing that uh, he he was a running back. Apparently, he went away from football, had some injuries, came back to it in college, and then they started using him. Um, I, I believe as a uh, linebacker at that point. So it'd be interesting to, yeah. interesting to see how they use these guys. You know, if they're looking at them as multiple use, can we mold them into a certain position? You know, can, can we mold them into a Jim Zorn style player? Right. Well, these guys become, you know, the clay it in Jim fly. Zorn's hands, so to speak. Sick. Uh, will, you, will you take the slip and slide? Will you ride on the slip and slide? <laughs> Anyway, yeah. According uh, according to the draft history on Redskins.com, um, Cody Barnes was drafted in the fifth round, even though it's Cody Glenn, um, and they haven't fixed it as of today, which is the twentieth of June. So, good job, you guys get a big thumbs up. Seriously, dude. I mean, it's this is straight from Redskins.com. You know, if you guys yeah. go to Redskinsbook.com, uh, much cooler. If you go to 
to do a search under videos, um, I posted some videos, I think, of pretty much every draft pick that we picked that just pulled off of YouTube right on Redskins book. Um, and you can check those out there. It's uh, You'll see this, actually, a touchdown that Cody Glenn made uh, when he was a running back. So it's, you know, just FYI. And you guys should sign up for that site anyway just because it's cool. There you go. There you go. Lots of good stuff going on at Redskins Book. And, that, and that's, yeah, that's us. That's not, that's not the, uh, yeah, the Danny. That's us. Redskins Book. Let me clarify. Redskinsbook.com brought to you by the folks, the good folks at Harry Hog Football. How's that? Yes. And just like HarryHogFootball.com, it's free. Everything's free. We'll never spam and you. It will always be. You know, it's, uh, get on there and, and be a Redskins fan and, uh, socialize with your fellow fans. It's kind of like Facebook without uh, the little green patches and all those stupid little things. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't send little we don't send like cleats <laughs> or yellow cakes back and forth. Or yellow cake. Yellow cake. Yellow cake. Um, so all of those guys are signed. Hey, I wanted to bring something else up. I saw some news. That um and maybe this is old news. So we already talked about this that the Jaguars have uh have um Claimed uh, Jeremy Kane, the long long snapper, off of waivers from the Dude, Redskins. That yeah, well, we said that uh we that uh the Redskins released Kane. He was uh released the competition for Ethan Albright, the red snapper, um, lasted as far as June twelfth. Um, and yeah, the Jaguars have signed him, um, and he is competing with whoever else they have in camp. They have another guy there. So what it doesn't matter? To what, us. Where I'm going with that is, it seems like yet for another season that the long snapper's job, at least for now. Uh, the red snapper appears to be safe. I didn't really think um, it was not safe anyway, since I've never seen him, you know, throw one over the punter's head or anything. I, I Ever. Didn't, I didn't either, but it's kind of interesting this early in the season when you see this guy getting released and signed off waivers and there's really no other competition in camp. It's got to make uh, Ethan Albright feel pretty good that he just continues to do his job the way well, he's supposed to do it. The only thing that I yep. can think of with you know it, what as I, far as go that ahead. goes is the fact that they may be looking with or limited roster positions. They may have been looking at a guy that they thought might be able to do something other than long snapping because basically all Ethan does is long snap and nothing else. Yeah, and special teams in general. Yeah. But does he even do other special teams? Um, that's a good point, Does he point, even Aaron. do other like kickoffs and stuff, or what? does he just come in on the long snaps? He does do uh, oh, he special does? teams because okay. he's recorded tackles. Oh, okay. All right, right. Well, no, I guess he does just does the punting because he's he's recorded a few tackles in his uh in his career every every year he seems to have like three tackles or three and a half or something. But like I don't that. think on the punt yeah, but I don't think he comes in on kickoffs. I guess, yeah, I guess that's just yeah. the punt team. Yeah, he just, I think Good that's point. it. He's not in there like flailing himself around on kickoffs and stuff. Well, well, anyway, it's one of those. Right, but it's one it's of those a positions. specialized position. Yeah, it's one of those positions that. It doesn't come up too much. So, you know, I know we tend to bring him up at least a good handful of times every year simply because the guy seems to do his job and do it really well uh, for the Redskins. Never complains. Never complains. Get out there, does his thing. You know, um, in my opinion, a guy like that, and you never really see him mess up, knock on wood. I mean, he's getting old. He's the oldest guy on the team, I believe. Uh, he is. He, you know, oh, yeah, by far. A guy like that should be in the Pro Bowl every year doing his thing. So, he made it two uh, years ago. Well, he fought, well the, the long snapper is a position that gets named by the uh, the coaching staff of the Pro Bowl team, the NFC and AFC teams. Right. And he actually was named to the team. Right. Um, was it just last year? It was, I think it was last year. It wasn't, year, this, right. it wasn't this past yeah. year. It was the year before so, that. Yeah. It was the year before, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the red snapper. And the thing I like about him is that he only does – 
I think this is really cool. And and he only does one year contracts. Every year he does a one year contract. That maybe that's to motivate himself, but he only signs a contract for one year, and it's for. I think it's for the league minimum for his position and someone with his experience. I think they should give him a little bit more, like a bonus or something. Uh, but he comes in, and I guess it's this attitude of, I got to earn my job back every year. And maybe that's why he's so good at his job. I anyway, um, I think for the first time in many, many years, the Redskins are set with the long snapper punter combo. Man, I hope so. Oh, I'm pretty confident of it. They've already released the other punters that were in camp too, or is there, or is there still yeah, one other one? There yeah. might be one other one still there. No, the punters are all released. I mean, cut. So we're pretty much set. Yeah, and, and just yeah. and just while we're talking about it here, just so you guys know, I'm, I've created a group on Redskins book called uh, "Fans of the Red Snapper." Just so you know, if anybody wants to go on and join that, go to RedskinsBook.com and uh, tell us how you feel about Ethan Albright. You know, I think we're all in agreement that we feel he does his job really well. You have to watch out for your uh, offensive lineman friend from the uh, In-N-Out Burger or wherever it was you were at down there because Red Snapper is a uh, Tar Heel. Uh, yes. Uh, um, yes. That shows you how specialized Redskins book is, if they actually have a fan group for the long snapper. Anyway, moving go. forward, we have a few more things to go. discuss. Um Former Redskin Trent Green retired in the last few weeks. Yeah, that was that was kind of the big news of retirement until we heard that uh that uh James Thrash got cut. Cut. Um, Trent Green. Some of you may remember him. Oh, Aaron, Aaron, you can go ahead and read it. Uh, you guys may remember him as the guy we traded away right as he was hitting his prime. Since we had the awesome old man Johnson leading the team. And he's also the guy that Dick Crybaby Vermeil broke down in tears over when he was lost for the 99 season in St. Louis when Kurt Warner led the team to the Super Bowl championship. So basically he was a – we cut him right when he was hitting his prime. And I distinctly remember everyone was like, well, he deserves to go somewhere to start because Brad Johnson is entrenched as the starter in Washington. Entrenched. And, and yeah, look at how well that went. <laughs> Yeah, he was entrenched, all right. Entrenched. Oh, man. I don't think – I haven't seen a quarterback since, like, the 70s that was as stone-legged and footed as Brad Johnson. That guy had a, about as much, like, mobility as as someone in a jazzy, a broken-down jazzy. Dudes, incidentally, I was in downtown North this morning, and we were driving on uh, – getting onto the interstate down there. And there was a truck in front of us with a handicap bumper or license plate, and hooked to the back of his truck was a Jazzy. Are you serious? And it had Jazzy written on it. I actually took a picture with my cell phone, and if I can blow it big enough, blow it up big enough to view, will uh, I'll send, I'll put it on uh, on the website on HarryHogFootball.com and Redskins. Dude, we can't wait. And he also had an old, like cracked old Redskins sticker in his back window too. Joe Bugle needs a Jazzy. Anyway, speaking on. Hey, if you. If you go to um, RedskinsBook.com right now, actually, and check under my videos, I've actually put the Jazzy video on there that uh, we were talking about in last week's podcast. 
Did you find the one that has the real theme song, or was that just that local? It commercial? was just that local commercial. But hey, if you get that, oh. if you get that picture uploaded as a comment to that uh, video, that'd be pretty sweet. Keep it all together. Speaking of dudes, right this on. is a good chance to segue into our next segment. <clears throat> um, yeah, I dude. saw an article that showed a Virginia license plate with uh, the letters uh, F R O M O on it. <laughs> nice, and it has a little like Redskins helmet license plate. Sweet. And and by the way, if you're a listener in North in the state of North Carolina, if you're a listener in the state of North Carolina and you would like to own that license plate, it is available in the Great North State. Let me just tell you, the Great North State. Actually, you can um, you can pick it up in the Tar Heel State. You can pick it up for either. Your automobile or your motorcycle, it is available for both. <laughs> First in fight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of the whole someone Dude Aaron, no no, hold on. You gotta, you tell, gotta tell the story. story. First in First fight in story, fight. man. So Aaron I don't remember friend. the story except for that she thought it said Go First ahead. in Fight. The license plates in North Carolina say first in flight on them. And Right, and there's a picture of the Wright brothers there. And we were we were right. sitting at I just remember we were sitting at like the Dairy Queen across from the It was a Dairy Queen across from the Wright Brothers yeah, yeah. Memorial in um Dip Kitty Dip. Hawk. Kill Devil Hills. Kill Devil Hills, man. Kill Devil Hills, whatever. What do you mean it's Kitty Hawk? I believe that's where that I believe that's where the uh, Dairy Queen is. Dairy Queen's in Kill Well, whatever. Hills. Go we were ahead. sitting in somewhere in that general little teeny area and um Something something came up, and I was like, you know, first in flight. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the North Carolina license plates. And she was like, oh, I thought they said first in fight. And she was from North Carolina. She lived here her whole yeah. life. So, anyway. Uh, move, first in flight. Radford University. Moving back to some Redskins news. Those Highlanders. We got an email from our from our <laughs> from the geezer in the UK, Chris J. Who was it from? Chris J. Chris J. in the UK. He was wanting. Chris J. in the UK. Yeah. He wanted to know about how the Redskins rivalry began. And when we recorded this podcast on Tuesday that got erased, this is where I started blabbing about stats and stuff, and it got really boring. So we're going to forego that. And John is going to tell the ticket about George Preston Marshall. All right, all right. And I am going to add from Aaron's story because he was telling me a part that I did not know about the story was that uh, uh, to sum up at the beginning, or, or I'll, I'll take it back to the beginning, man. Um, George Preston Marshall, Hall of Famer, owner of the Redskins for many, many decades, um, extreme racist. He was the man who was doing everything possible to block the South from having their own NFL franchise. He would not, you know, back then there was no team in Miami, there was no team in New Orleans, there was nothing in Charlotte, Atlanta, Tennessee, there was no Nashville Knicks in Tennessee. None of those teams existed. So basically in the entire South, the Southeast of the, of America. Was oh, let Redskins me interject country. here. Let me interject. Um, that's why people like Old Man Johnson, when he was, when Old Man Johnson was growing up in Black Mountain, North Carolina, he was so a John, fan. Let me interject here that there, at this point yes. in history, the Redskins fight song actually said, fight for old Dixie. That's right. Fight for old Dixie. Just like the uh, the state song of Virginia had to change some lyrics as well. We're not going to go into that. 
So anyway, um, what I did not know was that George Preston Marshall had had tried to sell the team to uh, a person or a group of people in Texas. Um, he was going to sell the Redskins there, and at the last minute, he reneged on the deal, or he tried to add some extra things into it, and basically blew up the deal. Um, and that would have sent, surprisingly and ironically enough, the Redskins to Dallas. Is that correct, Aaron? Is that what you were uh, saying? That's what I read. Day? Yes, that the team would have moved to Dallas. Yeah. So really, right? So so the guy in Dallas was pretty miffed about this because he thought he had it all hooked up, and so what he did, he just happened to find out that the Redskins fight song, the uh, the uh, patent on the Redskins fight song, is that the correct word? Co- the patent? Copyright. The copyright. The copyright on the Redskins fight song was is, was expiring. So it was open to uh, the highest bidder, and that's how that kind of thing works. That's why Paul McCartney owns Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and Happy Birthday. Because um, <laughs> you got to have those. Because, you know, making that money. So he uh, – the guy who eventually owned or started the Dallas Cowboys franchise ended up getting the copyright to hail to the Redskins and told George Preston Marshall that under no circumstances was he allowed to play that song any longer. Unless wrote the lyrics to it. Don't forget too, George Preston Marshall. Right. So he was pretty mad about that already. Yeah. He was pretty pissed off. So basically the dude from Dallas, held it um, and said that unless you let me have a team, my own team down here in Dallas, you will never have the rights to the song again. You'll never be able to play Hail to the Redskins again. And that, my friends, is how the Dallas Cowboys came into existence. And that was the birth of the rivalry. So that is the beginning of the rivalry. That is the the, uh, the beginning of it. Naren, you were talking about the stats in the first games. They seemed to go back and forth, Redskins, Cowboys, Redskins, Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first year, um, you know, like the Redskins won, I think, both games, but – you know, that was after the Redskins. It was like one of the only games they won that year, if not the only game, was against the Cowboys. <laughs> and then, you know, you look through the 60s and 70s, and it's pretty much just like today, back and forth. Like one team would win, and then the next team would win, and then the next team, and then the next. And they just keep swapping them. And uh, when there was right. a team that had a losing streak, they they would end up beating the opposite team. Like when that team, you know, had all predictions to win and vice versa and stuff like that. So you never knew what was going to happen with those games, just like you don't to this you day. You never knew what was going to happen. And then George Allen, in, uh, when he took over uh, in the early 70s, he really perpetuated the rivalry. He thought it was a great thing to uh, make it make the Redskins more popular in D.C. and in general. He thought it was a wonderful thing to have the rivalry. And he, he made no bones about it that he hated the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, it started to uh, – it's it's the thing that started to spread. Of course, the Redskins played the Cowboys in the '72 NFC Championship game and won. And not to mention when and George Allen when he course, took over, the Redskins had lost six straight games to the Dallas Cowboys, and that that was over three coaches. I think including right, right. including the great Vince Lombardi, including Lombardi. So huh. yeah, when he took over and like you know hated the Cowboys and then like started beating them again people were starting to get pumped. Can I just go back? Yeah, for Can him. I just go on the record and say that I want to see the Redskins-Cowboys playing again on Thanksgiving? I think that would be awesome. When was the last time they actually did? That would be that fantastic. I want to see it. It should be a yearly thing. Redskins-Cowboys-Thanksgiving game. I, I think that would I be awesome. I think it would be awesome, especially if like they could swap stadiums, but now Dallas will never let them do that because somehow they got that deal, and I don't know how. 
Yeah, that's weak. Money talks. Anyway, that would be pretty sweet. It's bogus. So anyway, so the rivalry built and built. Um, as we know, the Redskins also beat the Cowboys in the 82 NFC Championship at RFK, the famous We Want Dallas chant and the stadium rocking up and down with everyone jumping Joe around. Joe Bugle flicking just, off. Just a Joe madhouse. So the Redskins are 2-0 and against Dallas in the playoffs. And Joe Bugle was like flicking off the Cowboys before the game, like across the field. And Joe Bugle is flicking off the Cowboys from across the field before the game started. Yeah, and I would say that that, that game probably marks the, uh, you know, the rivalry in the modern day time. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And the whole thing, George Allen instilled like a working class over the hill gang deal with the Redskins back in the seventies. And the Cowboys had only been around for like 10 or 12 years. And they were coming off just like they do now is these you know, elitist, you know, Oh, we're so much better than everybody else. Bastards. Like they always do. So, you know, it was kind of the every man against these guys that think they're all hoity-toity and they think they're, you know, they think they're the best in the world. So, you know, there was all, also that kind of working class against the the, the wannabe upper crust type of guy mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, speaking of, so that's Chris J that sent us that uh, that question, that rivalry, rivalry question from the U.K. Chris Good J question. from the U.K., um, I wanted also to give a shout out. We got a note this week from, uh, from Kevin Grant over in Scotland. Um, so, uh, thank you for that, uh, that message. He just said, Hey guys, how's it going? What's up? Um, and he's on redskinsbook.com. So you can get on there and hook up with Kevin and, uh, those guys also. But, uh, anyway, well, um, speaking of, speaking of shouts, if, uh, if you have something to shout or you have some Redskins news that you've heard or something that you just want to share with us and any other Redskins nation that happened to listen to the Harry Hog Football Podcast, um, feel free to drop us a line at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. And how do you spell that, John, for our new listeners? That would be H-A-R-R-Y hogfootball.com. That's harryhogfootball.com. Uh, if, just on a side note, if any of you have tried to call the hog line, um, I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, we're waiting to get another new hog line. The, uh, the number that we had been given, um, which was uh, given to us for use for free has been, uh, has been taken away from us. So uh, if you call it, you're going to get somebody's fax machine. Feel free to send them faxes. The fax number to whoever that is is still on the website at harryhogfootball.com. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you can send them faxes at 206-203-1566. It's a Seattle number, so they're probably a yeah. Jim Zorn fan. So they'll love to hear from you. Yeah, them. we will not get the fax. However, feel free to send somebody that fax. Um, and, sure. and we'll work on getting that new hog line number up. Uh, the goal is, just so you guys know who are using the Harry Hog Football website and the RedskinsBook.com uh, website now, the goal is to have the two websites um, be seamlessly integrated uh, – in the next couple of months, so over the summer before the start of this season. So uh, just so you know, that's kind of what's going on. Neither um, HarryHogFootball.com is not going away whatsoever. Uh, the two websites will just become integrated so that they're easy to use no matter which site you go to. Um, so that's the goal. And back to Chris J. He had another question. Oh, he did. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump in on the Chris J. question. I'm sorry. Um, Chris J was asking, uh, how come the Redskins aren't in a different division than the or a different conference from the Cowboys? Um, because he thinks that you know now they can never meet in the Super Bowl. However, if they were, we and never he also was wondering how they ended up in the East. 
And the Cowboys got put in the East from the beginning because, well, there were only three divisions, right? The East, the North, and the West. There's only like the East and the West and the North. So they didn't really fit in the East, North, or West. You know, remember, there were no teams in the Southeast. There was no Southeast. There were no Bucks, no Dolphins, no Atlanta, no none of those guys. None of them. So they were in. So the the, uh, Cowboys were in the East from the beginning until the. And then when the merger happened with the AFL. All those teams became the AFC, so we they were never in a separate conference just because it that's you know they were already in the league, the NFL. Right, and if they were in a separate conference, we might not ever play them. There definitely wouldn't be the two games yeah. a year rivalry of hatred that we have. Yeah, now. so when yeah. we occasionally get to play them in the um, NFC conference championship game and beat them both times, you know that just makes it all that much sweeter because mm-hmm. it doesn't happen as often. <laughs> but I also love the fact that we play them twice a year, and they kept they kept them in the East just because of the rivalry. They had to. Yeah, just because the rivalry, and not just with us, also with Philadelphia and and uh, New York, which are you know Washington, Philadelphia, and New York are three of the oldest franchises mm-hmm. in football. Um, and we didn't care so, about the uh, the, the uh, Cardinals getting shipped. Uh, yeah, out there. Cardinals slash Rams, whatever you know they were. Depending on what year you took, mm-hmm. look at them. Everyone beat them every time, anyway. Yeah, so that's why that's how they, you know, that's how they ended up where they are. And then during the realignment a few years ago, like we just said, they didn't want to separate out the established rivalry, which we were a little concerned about. Right. Yeah, we were. We were definitely concerned because we knew Atlanta was going to come back to the East because Atlanta was yeah. in the West. That's pretty right. messed up. That, they did that to Atlanta in baseball, too. They stuck them in the West. That's pretty messed up. Anyway. Anyway. It all worked out, I think, for the best, and now we get to play them twice a year. So Now, the Thanksgiving thing, we Josh said, I think is a good, hate. good suggestion because we never play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving that I can remember, and we could actually play them on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then you get that like week and a half off for the next game that they always get. Yeah. Yeah, but when was the last – have we ever played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? Do you guys remember? Yes, we have. I didn't want to bring it up, but Chris J. did mention this. The 74 uh, Thanksgiving Uh game. Yeah, with the last-minute loss to the Cowboys on national television. It was pretty bad. I was negative two, at least. Yeah. Josh Josh probably remembers uh, it. I was a wee little baby. But that's the – I was around. So we haven't played him since 74 on Thanksgiving? I don't it's know. It's like 25 years. Oh man, I was walking years. by. I was walking by that point. Anyway, that would be cool to see. Anyway, uh, it, would be. it would be cool. I don't know why they won't um, do that. Bef- it's because everyone hates the Redskins because yeah. we're racist. Before we close this thing, whatever, dude. Before we close this bad um, boy. Speaking of closing, it would, hey, hold on. It would make sense if we played on Thanksgiving anyway. That whole Native American thing. How does that Native American, American Indian, First except, American? Except thing? we should be yeah, playing absolutely. like the Patriots or the Pilgrims or, you know. Thankful for. Dude, yeah. The Redskins should totally be playing the Patriots on Thanksgiving Day. Dallas, you guys are cut. <laughs> That's the new American tradition, baby. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway. And we can all go up to Boston and have a big harvest party. Yeah. So chew on that a little bit. Went to a harvest party. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you were talking about closings. You wanted to bring something up. Um, six Flags over no. Kentucky Kingdom and every other Six Flags in the nation has 
um, filed for, I guess, Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So if you guys that that you guys that are out there that have uh, season tickets, get ready for your prices to go up. And if you're planning to visit FedEx Field this fall, prepare for double-digit prices on your beers and burgers, <laughs> folks. Six Flags is going belly up. Yeah, and speaking of, prepare to pay an you know instead of forty cents for a slice of cheese on your burger at Johnny Rockets, you're looking at a buck fifty nine coming up. And I did want. They need to go green. Maybe they can just like get some cows. On the, the flip back. side of that, dude, <laughs> milk them, and then when they're out of milk, just cut them up and use them for burgers. Oh, dude, man. on the flip, you did not say. On that. the flip side of that, I noticed on TV that Six Flags was running some special where you can get like a six tickets for like twenty some dollars. That's why, dude. You know, Damn. how can you how can you make any money if you're doing that kind they're of going, stuff? They need some new marketing, dude. People. They're going for quantity. They make it by selling ten dollars. Yeah, dude, hamburgers. that's how they get like thirty people in there for the price of you know ten, and then all those thirty people still have to buy the ten dollars hamburgers if they want to eat. Anyway, um, anyway, I don't know. I've never been to a Six Flags uh, amusement park. Right. Myself. Does that mean they're? You guys, are they cutting like you know roller coaster maintenance staff? I mean, are you taking your life into your hands? You know, if you go to a six your life, life is in their hands, dude. Your life is <laughs> your in life their is hands. in their hands, Josh, dude. Your life. Is Josh in their is hands. pretty good friends with one of their um with their lighting designer for all their attractions and stuff, aren't you, Josh? No, he's not. He's not there anymore, dude. He's been uh he's been heading up the uh, Bush theme oh. parks for a few. Oh, years so now, he went over so. to one that's not bankrupt. Ah, uh, who would you rather work for? Johnny Rockets or Anheuser-Busch? I'd rather work for anyway. Guess. Anyway. <laughs> You'd rather work for St. James Gate. <laughs> or what's their company? They don't, they don't have What's their parts. company called? Like Diago or something like that? Diego? Dude, mate, that's what Guinness should do. They should they should build a theme park in oh, Ireland. Man. The Guinness That'd theme park. Well, what would uh, – I don't know why. I don't I don't know why beer companies do theme parks. I don't understand it. Somebody's got to do it, I guess. I don't know. Because it's fun. Hey, I love yeah, gardens. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Well, dude, think about it. If you're you're in Ireland, and you go to the the Guinness theme park. They'd have like the log flume, except you'd be in big ass like half casks. <laughs> let me, let, you know, like huge half barrels going down the waterfall. Let me just say, and, uh, I, I would love for our for our friends from the UK, Ireland, Scotland, any of those guys over there. I would love for them to chime in on this topic because it seems that a few years ago Disney tried to put a theme park over there in in Europe. And do it exactly. It's in Paris. It's still there. Well, yes. And they tried to do it exactly like they do it here, and they called it Euro Disney. And I think maybe it was just that the French didn't get it, or, or you're, you know, I don't know if it's all of Europeans. It's just a different type of uh, thinking about those type of attractions. Um, but it just seemed like it didn't go over too well. Anyway. So, Dude, I can tell you exactly what's going on with that, though. What happened is that we put it over there all American style, and the French were like, ha, 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 these sucks. <laughs> so we had to change things around to be like all European style um, with an American, or I guess American with a European flair. So people thought it was cool. It's actually a very profitable business over there from the uh, last oh, thing. Oh, I, is it, I heard they had to actually start Surprising serving like – Wine and different different things well, in the. They serve wine in a can. Yes. Hey, dude. What does that have to do with the Redskins? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we, we've point. gone on and on and on. Let's kick this thing out before we head yeah, down. All right. Well, that's about 20 seconds from now. So, yeah. all right, you guys, um, hail to the Redskins. Um, be looking forward not only to redskinsbook.com, but pretty soon we'll be talking Fantasy League already. 
We rounded the taint. We're coming oh, back really? out. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? The Harry Hog Fantasy Football League will be uh, firing up pretty darn soon. And let me just go on record as saying I will finish in last place again. Well, you might not years. even get a team this year. You might get your uh, charter dissolved. No, dude. Your charter may get removed. <laughs> you gotta have me. You got to have me on the team because that gives people something to look forward to every week. They're like, oh, I'm playing Josh this week. No worries. Anyway. No worries. Sweet, sweet. It's like when if you're in the fantasy league, it's like yeah, playing dude, Detroit. That's when what we thought Josh. when we were playing the um, – that's what we thought we were playing the Rams last year too. Well, yeah, that's oh, true. Anyway. Um, oh, okay. Man. So anyway, hail to the Redskins with – Oh, but oh, hold on. On the fancy note, for those of you guys who were in the fancy football league last year, make sure you email us and let us know that you want to be in the league again, um, or else you may not get an invite. You got to tell us that you are still interested. And if you were not on a team, I know there's a few people last year who wanted to do to do the fantasy football with Harry Hog Football this year. Um, email us and let us know. Richmond's fan of HarryHogFootball.com. Let us know that uh, you're interested in doing it because I think we we were almost we had almost enough interest last year to do two leagues, so we might go that route this year. We'll see what the uh, what yeah, the and, and we're going to go ahead and start that waiting list right now. So go ahead and send that in. Let us know. It's right now. It's not necessarily a waiting list. It just is a matter of can we do one? Can we do two? Well, know, the Redskins. What? Redskins right. don't really have. If you were in the league last year, you get an automatic bid. You just have to tell me that you're interested in doing it again. Um, except for we need United. Anyway, I'm getting someone coming in <laughs> trying to call in on the call waiting. What? Don't they know I'm doing a podcast? Anyway, yeah, let's wrap hey. this thing up. Um, there it is again. All right, let's wrap this up. Send us an email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Hail to the Redskins. And remember, if you see a Cowboys fan this week, Joe, you know what's new? Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe.